0: What's going on, VHL? It is Friday, and that means it's time for the Weekly Scoop. Good morning, everyone. And what happened last week? Well, we had a GM, a long-time GM, step down. We had one more trade after the flurry that went uh, went through. Toronto stayed out of this one. And then I've got a little bit of a... a commentary to make on the v h l m and then we've got our three stars so that is what's up that's what i'm going to be talking about today first the g m stepping down s o of the new york americans third longest tenured g m um uh, he's been there since season sixty seven it's obviously the the two longer were have our are, are um, Bannicock and Hedgehog's ridiculous runs. Uh, SO has not had a ton of success in New York. I, I mean, New York in general has not been very successful um, as of late. In 12 seasons thus far, um, not including the current season, SO made the playoffs just four times with New York. Uh, They made it to the conference finals once. That's the furthest that they made it. That was in season 72. Uh, So was the um, David Knight Trophy winner that season, GM of the year. But all things considered, New York has been a a pretty, pretty poor team um, for a long time now. And... Excuse me. Uh, just talking strictly about New York now. Their current cup drought—twenty-five seasons—that's the second longest in VHL history, uh, behind Stockholm's thirty-one seasons that happened from season twenty-seven to season fifty-seven, uh, and ended with their uh, their removal from the league. So New York could definitely catch up to that and i I think they probably will um you know a decent portion of it will be with you know twelve sixteen teams um so it, it's it's gonna be tough to end it, especially with where where I see new york um at right now. I don't think they're good enough to compete right now, but they don't have the the draft capital to to you know rebuild as quickly as teams like Helsinki and Toronto uh they they are also in the second longest finals drought um that that is also active 18 seasons just one longer than uh, Davos current drought but uh Davos looks you know they're in a position to to potentially make the finals uh within the next few seasons first again is stockholm um, during that same uh, period of time 20 seasons they did make the finals once uh from um in that in that span 27 to 46 was this following their their uh, cup in season 26 which ended in a Long drought of its own, and in season 47, it was actually New York who beat Stockholm in the finals. Uh, it was a very, very personal one for me. Um, my player Lloyd Light had been a long time Vikings, the player for the Vikings, uh, before being traded to Calgary, I think, in season 46. And then I, um, and then Stockholm got good, I might have been traded in 45, but then I became a free agent heading into season 47, my final season, I signed with New York, and won my first cup with the team after having a a long history with them, um, and New York, prior to this, this long drought, um, New York is a team that, that, uh, that I hold very dear. So I'm I'm just going to go in a little bit. And, you know, I've talked about how bad they've been. Uh, let's talk about some, some good things, some good things before this, this current, uh, this current drought, um, from season 25 to season 53, New York made 13 finals appearances in 29 seasons. Um, I was GM for several of those, um, I made four straight finals and did not win a single one. My player, Benjamin Glover, made the playoffs, um, I think, I think eight seasons, eight seasons I made the playoffs and no cups, um, and then the very next season, New York won a cup, uh, the very next season after Glover's retirement, but, from season 39 to season 53, so this is uh, a few seasons later. They did win a cup in season 32 as well, but uh, from season 39 to 53, in 15 seasons, uh, New York won five cups. So this was, this was immediately before their current drought, um, and their only finals appearance since then was in season 60. So New York was... Was good for a time, um, and that period of being good had followed a period of you know not being so good. Just one cup in twenty twenty, uh, well, one cup in the first thirty one seasons, but they were still we were still pretty good in the mid twenties. You just couldn't uh, couldn't take home the trophy, but you know I I hope hope whoever takes over New York. Um, can turn the team around, can get them uh, headed in the right track. I don't mean to say SO's done a bad job with the team or is leaving them in, in shambles. Uh, but I don't I don't want to say that they're in a good spot either um, because I don't think they are. So I guess I kind of am saying that SO's leaving them in a bad spot. Uh, I think... I don't know it's nothing against us so i I don't know that SO's done a bad job overall um i just i just think uh, it it's gonna be it's gonna be tough for whoever comes in next and um I'll just say that New York is the only team I would ever g m so take from that what you will i'm I do not have intentions of applying uh, maybe there's already a replacement um, in the works. But New York is the only team I would GM. And there is an opening in New York, and I will just leave it at that. Moving on to the, the trade, it was between Riga and Seattle, and I, I don't know what prompted this trade, and I don't really know what to make of it. Um, so apparently Banna heard that Lance Jokinen was available. Um, not sure what that means exactly. Did, did, uh, did J Rutu want out? Um, I don't know. But, but yeah, I guess Jokinen was available and, um, and this is what happened. So, going to Seattle is Erlance Johansson, who was just selected. Uh, <clears throat> was just selected uh, fifth overall, fourth overall, in fifth overall, sixth overall, sixth. Fourth was fourth was P pants. Fifth was um, forward. Los Angeles forward Williams sixth was Orlando Still, still a very solid player. Um, I guess sixth. He thinks he's going to be a solid player. He's a he's a good. He's a very very good young player. Um, they gave up Nixon Caldwell, who is currently about as good of a player, but is two seasons older, um, not earning. I mean, still, still active, but not nearly as active. Um, Prague's season eighty one first round pick and Warsaw's season eighty one second round pick. So, so Seattle's getting a known prospect um, and giving up potentially two good prospects. Um, that Prague first. You know, looking at their teams, they're getting old. Other teams in the conference are getting better. You know, that could have the makings of a mid-first-round pick. Um, Maybe somewhere, you know, in the 6-10 to range. I don't know what direction progress is going to take. Uh, Same with Warsaw. They're getting older. Um, I think that second could be... You know, it's not necessarily going to be a late second. Who knows how good the season 81 draft is going to end up being, though. Uh, so so Riga, for Riga, it seems like it's a matter of quantity. They don't actually have a ton of young um, star power in their prospects or even in their their young players that are currently on the roster. Um, they have Jan Lozek, um a season 77 player, and I would say Miklavs a season 78 player. But other than that, you know, it's, it, it's not actually like they have a, a ton of young players. Um, so I guess just refilling the, you know, starting to to refill their prospect pool. Um, and, you know, Miklas and Lozak could end up being um, traded a few seasons down the line when their season 75 guys are all getting older, um, depending on which direction they go. They, you know, uh, if Riga makes good use of these picks, they could also have the team, um, ready to compete again when Miklavs and, uh, Hozek are, you know, still in their prime entering their final few seasons. Um, but Riga is in a good spot right now. I think, I think they're in a fine spot. Seattle. They're they're losing a lot of players after this season. They have six of their top players are retiring. And, and three more are currently in their sixth season. So only two more left after this year. I don't think it's a bad trade for Seattle. I just don't. I just don't. No, it's it's interesting because these are both teams that are, you know, competing right now. They have some old players and a little bit of young talent. So it's just interesting um, that this happened at all. Uh, Seattle's future, they've got uh, Sigurd Petrenko, M.M. Flex, and now um, Jochen from this draft, uh, this most recent draft. Then... They do have two season eighty firsts, Seattle and Davos, and then they still have Seattle's uh, their own season eighty-one first. So it's not like they don't have um the prospects and the picks and yet they're still competing now. Uh Banna definitely has them set up to, to continue to do well. Jokinen um I would argue is an improvement for the current squad over um over uh, Caldwell, it, it's very close, but but Jokinu will probably be better um, when the playoffs come around. So, so for Seattle, it, it's you know it's 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 a minor upgrade um, for this season, and and for the next couple of seasons, it'll be an even bigger upgrade. Um, so it's going to help them stay competitive in the in the current term. Um, but Jokin is still young, so they're going to be able to build um, their future core around him as well, even without the the Season 81 Prague first that they just traded, because they do still have picks. So um, I think it's a good trade all around. I don't know what it meant when Bana said that he heard um, Jokin was available. Uh, maybe Ruto wanted out. Maybe Maybe Riga has something else planned. I don't know for sure, but that's the trade. Alright, quick touching of the VHLM landscape. We got the wildly imbalanced roster sizes. I, You know, I don't know, Maybe, <clears throat> maybe some of these teams they're not, you know, they're filled with players that are not active so it doesn't matter, but Houston for a time literally has zero players on their roster. They have two right now. They recently signed, but they traded. They they had some more, some players on their team. They just traded them all away for picks. Um. And I don't necessarily think it's a good look, but at the same time, you know, maybe some guys want to play on tiny teams, and someone to play on, you know, deep teams, someone to just, you know, have the experience of being a fourth liner, um, you know, we got something for everyone, I, the rosters are just, it's just, I don't know, I don't know, I don't like it, I don't like it, um, And I get that, Okay, they're trading players, getting them to teams that are competitive because Houston wasn't competing. They were a bad team. Um, But nobody should be competing, right? This isn't a competitive league. Should we just let players decide which team they want to play on? You know, if players like, hey, I don't want to play here anymore. Can I come play with you guys? Yeah, sure. You know. Why not? we might as well just let teams or let players, let the players run the league. Um, That's, I mean, that's not going to work out like that. There's too many of them. But, you know, if there's a guy who's a fourth liner and he wants more minutes, then GM should be required to trade him to the Houston Bulls or one of these other teams that only has, you know, six, eight players, you know? Get those players, if there are players who want to play, get them on a team where they can play um and you know maybe they want to sit there and not play on a team that's winning. I don't know, maybe that's what they want, sure, but but I think uh I think there have to be guys out there who aren't playing very many minutes who would just appreciate the time, even if it's on a team like Houston. You know, get five, six of those players together, and you know they can celebrate their the wins that do come. Um, so that's that's that. We're moving on to three stars now. And before I get into the three stars, uh, just going to give a shout out, honorable mention, to Vic Fairchild, uh, who any fantasy owners of Vic Fairchild, they I think were the biggest winners from the, the Toronto Trades. Um I suppose maybe one of their defensemen is is blocking a ton of shots now. But but Vic Fairchild last week fifteen goals in twelve games. Led the league in goals. So you know, get all those all those better players out of there and Fairchild will stand out. Fairchild wasn't actually um bad but with McLaren gone uh, you know, and whoever else they traded, Fairchild. He's he's the 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 big man on campus now, and he's you know he's he's doing well. Only eight assists, but I guess he's the only man on campus. Um, all right, three stars. Number three, we we get some familiar names here. Alex Latang again, number three. Did lead the league in points. Type the league in points. um, Had a plus eleven rating for the Los Angeles Stars. Again, the the team did not do quite as good. Um, They were still good, but you know a a bit of a a bit of a a fall for them. Um, Four goals, twenty two assists. Led the league in assists last week. Uh 36 hits, so he's still you know picking up those hits. Thirty-one shots blocked is good for um a, a team like Los Angeles, where you know there's not a ton. I mean he led his he led his team and shots blocked, so you know he's playing good defense. Uh, one drawback from his his game, 34 penalty minutes in 13 games. Um, that is definitely something that i'm looking at uh penalty minutes are a bad thing, so alex Letang is just the third star, but you know still still um still a very good week for him um honestly looking like a potential m v p candidate uh next number two star uh Gunnar odinson thirteen goals in twelve games 25 points. Um, also, plus 11 rating. Uh, those plus 11s were tied for the league lead last week. Um, you know, he doesn't get hits, he doesn't draw a lot of penalties. So, you know, just a good pure offensive week for him. Um, was the first star in five. Of the 12 games that he played. So um, definitely a big contributor to Malmo's success this season. Um, and they are having a good bit of success first. First in the league, best record overall. Uh, next we have the first star is going to be Christoph Welch of the DC Dragons. Um, the Dragons. They they rose. They they are a team on the rise. Um they weren't the best team in the in the league. They were the best in their conference, but Warsaw had a heck of a week. But um back to the Dragons. Uh, and Christoph Welsh specifically. Uh, defenseman for the Dragons had ten goals. Uh I that was not the team lead, but where we do lead the team, but uh, Welch also had 16 assists, um, 26 points total, just a good, good week for Welch, um, you know, it was the first star two times, second star three times, so, uh, DC, they're, they're playing better than I think their team is on paper, um, I not to say I don't think they're a playoff team, but they are one of the teams that I thought could potentially um slip out of the playoffs, and they are proving me wrong, and New York is kind of proving me right when I said that um you know maybe it wasn't the best idea to go for you know to trade for a season seventy six player and to give up two second round picks for a guy who will probably be retired before you are um a serious competitor even though i you know I think New York looks like a fine team it's just they're not coming together anyway uh christoph Welch, first star for week three um, yeah, that is all I have for you guys today, so thanks for listening and uh bye bye.